This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out of Dave Koch and talking some Major League Baseball on this Monday. We do it every Monday and Wednesday. Nice uh, Wednesday when we left off last week, Dave. So that's uh, it's always nice. Both of us uh, pr- pretty sharp in that one. And as we t- turn most of our attention on a wild uh, weekend of football, NCAA, I mean, Buku. Double-digit dogs winning outright left and right, and almost the big one, Texas almost gets Alabama. And then those noon games coming down the stretch. My goodness. Wow. I mean, there was some – you talk about some survivor pools really busted up right out the chute. Uh, this is a – and it's good for football. A, a little competitive balance out of nowhere for NCAA football and, well, the NFL with all those home dogs uh, in week one. It was a historic amount, the most ever – Home dogs in week in a week for yeah. uh, the, uh, the in the Super Bowl era, some wild games in football this past weekend. You know, I, I and the NFL is not perfect by any means, but you'll have to sell me on the idea there's anything more fun to watch on Sunday than the National Football League. They know they they put a product out there that is it's just incredible, uh, and, and so many people I know, especially females who aren't sports fans, they just dig the NFL because these could be excited by these games. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of the games. And, I mean, yesterday was just classic stuff. These are great games. The only dud, really, there were a couple that weren't much in the early going. The Sunday night game was kind of a dud. Uh, the, the, the Bucks were all right. The Cowboys were absolutely terrible. And so that you know that was that was a not a very entertaining game, but the afternoon and morning sessions were incredible. Uh, no doubt, uh, no, they really, really were, and a lot of them came down to the uh, to the wire too. I mean, uh, as bad as Derek Carr looked, I mean they've got a two point conversion, yeah, uh, from a yard away uh, after a penalty uh, to uh, cover the spread there. So you had missed extra points decide games where Cincinnati could not make an extra point with the Two clock at snaps. zero and uh and bad snaps yeah yeah some bad snaps uh, you had uh the new sod at Soldier Field well that didn't exactly have a great debut well, you know what I'm gonna uh, and, I'm I mean, gonna argue that tough with because I've seen that field not in person but on TV and it just turns into a mud bowl or at least it had in the past. It was a little slippery and slidey yesterday, but it was raining like crazy. I thought I thought that turf held up pretty well compared to what we're used to seeing. I'll give you a very funny story. This goes back a lot of years when I was doing 
uh, Sunday morning from the now long-gone Sports Fan Radio Network. And we had a Sunday NFL preview show uh, from the MGM Grand. And we'd have correspondence on from each of the home stadiums. And I still remember this vividly. I, I, it was the Bears were at home against, I think it was the Lions. I, know, I just know the Bears were at home. And Dan Pompey, who's still very much a big part of the media, he was our correspondent at the time of the Chicago Sun-Times. So we've got him on, and uh, it was pouring in Chicago that, that morning. And Dan's talking about the fact that he's standing on the field, and he's, he's literally up to his ankles in mud, just standing there. So the next commercial break... I took every, every penny I had in my pocket, ran to various ATMs, I ran to the ATM with various cards, and I got as much down on the under as I possibly could because he basically was saying the, play, the field's unplayable. And I think the final score of the game was 6 nothing. So good information always comes out on top. <laughs> I will lean on my uh, buddy Kevin Kickles, who has been a season ticket holder for over 40 years at Soldier Field, and the t- text was him. is like, I said, you wet out there? And he says, <laughs> what a joke. The new sod, but they forgot about the drainage. Now, maybe they're fed up with the McCaskies, and they just want to blast every move they make, but he, he wasn't happy. And it was, a, I mean, a thunderstorm. I mean, a horrible before the rain. They're working the squeegees. Looked like it was going to start. And then late in the third, early in the fourth, I mean, yeah. it comes down again. And If it rains that hard, I don't know that any field's going to hold that kind of rain. There you go. There you go. In any go. case, it's a heck of a win for the Bears. I I don't know if you're giving Trey Lance much, much of a uh, a break. Uh, I, I got to tell you, it's good thing they haven't moved Garoppolo yet. <laughs> he didn't. Now, again, there's maybe a there reason the they resigned him after they looked at him in August. There's no doubt. Maybe it was so, the weather, he, but he uh, may develop. He was not good. He, he may develop. We don't know. Oh sure, but, he, he's but just a kid. He is far from, you know, a. You know, a bona fide starter in the NFL. Yes. He's big, strong, live arm, athletic, but it's just more in playing football in the NFL. Unless they just want to go to the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the old uh, read option like they did when Harbaugh uh, got him to the Super Bowl, where they were just used a running quarterback uh, the whole time. But uh, nonetheless, there were some good, some good games, and uh, yes. we'll see about that. And I'm. I'm happy with my Eagles. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to be out for a while. We talked about that offensive line with Tyron Smith. Uh, it's a, all right, let's move to the uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Dave, and Clevelandton, uh, Clevelandton. Cleveland and Connor Pilkington are $1.27.5 against the Angels in Detmers. Cleveland goes to Minnesota with a one-and-a-half game lead over the Minnesota Twins. They sweep the Twins at Target Field and come back now, with a two-and-a-half game lead over the White Sox and now four-and-a-half over the Minnesota Twins. Pilkington and Detmers, similar type of numbers. Cleveland, a dollar twenty and seven-and-a-half. Yeah, I don't want Pilkington. He just, his control isn't good enough. And I don't want the other team. I mean, that's about what that comes down to. Um, I, I, it was a game where I just could, couldn't really make a decision. Um, a dollar twenty though with a team that's hot, who's in contention against a team that has been classified as checked out uh, a little bit this year. Yeah, but not, the problem not, is not Pilkin- a temptation, Dave. No, not for me. I, I don't. I, I, you know, I just don't. I've seen enough of him to not trust him at all. 
Gotcha. Well, we've seen enough of the next guy in Framber Valdez uh, in Houston oh. to oh. trust him. And keep in mind the four runs he gave out uh, gave up last time. That two of the four were unearned, and you could say what you want about ERA, but still, um, and you could say what you want about quality start uh, classifications, but. Um, that would have qualified as a quality start, and it's just one after yeah. the none after the next, after the next, after the next. It's a big line, two fifteen and seven here against Detroit and Rodriguez. He can overmatch this Tigers lineup, even though Detroit has had some success, we'll put some in quotes, against lefties at home. But Valdez is just going to go out there and get the job done. He's basically a guy you just can't bet against at this point. So. Maybe you look to pair them in a parlay with somebody. I'm not going to bother because there's a, a big favorite that I do like on the runs line, which we'll talk about in a while. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going against the Astros. All right. Uh, talking about uh, the, let me see, the run line right now for the Astros. And this one is minus 122. Uh, yeah. And you know how I kind of, I don't mind taking those run lines on the road, on the road only. Um, so that's a, that's a consideration. We'll come back and recap our, our picks a little bit later. Cincinnati in minor, $1.39 and 9 against Pittsburgh and Wilson. Pirates are 2-7 and seven in the month of September, but Reds actually 5-4 and four in the month of September, so they are showing you that they are still uh, kind of battling it a little bit. Um, as I look, this line is going down a little bit to $1.37. Reds and Pirates. Uh, I, I don't want to back Mike Weiner. I'm never going to back Bryce Wilson. This is truly a garbage game. <laughs> We're going to get a few of these down the stretch where it's like, oh, yeah, they're playing. This one falls into that category. The game will get very few views. I, I would suspect, especially with Monday Night Football, this is going to be the, probably the lowest volume on the board today in baseball. Toronto in Berrios, and boy, you talk, they just keep rolling him out. Uh, that yep. lofty ER right now. He's got look. It's it's a little bit of a sample size. One hundred forty six and a third innings now for Berrios pitching, and he would have more if he has pitched effectively. But don't yep. don't worry about a tired arm and a pitch count with him in most of his starts. Five two three ER rate, a one point three nine WHIP, is lofty. Tampa Bay, Criswell, his only appearance in a minute and a third. He gave up six hits and three runs. The only, only way to go is up from there. Toronto, $1.50 and eight and a half point. If it wasn't in Tampa Bay in the St. Pete Dome where runs are tough to come I by, know. man, that total is uh, – that over is tempting. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's the only way I can look at this. But they priced it high enough to keep me away because it's getting nine – on the board, that building is just not easy. But Barrios, don't want any part of him. And based on his very small sample, Criswell against this lineup, well, I don't know how long he's going to be out there. Uh, but while he is out there, he's a candidate to get knocked around. I guess if I had to bet it, though, given how badly Barrios has fared on the road this year, I guess I'd take my shot with Tampa if I had to. I um I tell you the um it's, it's and, and and Tampa Bay is built their pitching staff is built if Criswell if if he's I mean they're just going to go an inning or two probably with him yeah. the openers and I mean that 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 approach to their pitching rotation has been mimicked because it's been successful and they they've got the right way when they, when they when what's that. 
I said it doesn't seem to work with other teams. Yeah, it's, it works it, with it, the it, Rays. Yes, 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 and so um, that that tells you that the, the, the and listen when they had Snell, they they would do a traditional type of approach there and let him go as deep as and you know have him on the pitch count when he gets about six seventh inning, about a hundred pitches or whatever. Uh, they would they would pull him, but. They seem to kind of manage it, and here they are again in position uh, for yep. another uh, postseason appearance. So they're really good at it. it. I mean, small market, don't have the biggest budget in the world. Horrible, horrible building uh, as yep. far as uh, to trying to attract fans uh, there. Um, they've got more New York retirees, it seems like, going to the games when the Yankees come to town uh, than anything else. And they just – every year they are right there and it looks like they're headed to the playoffs. I agree. That's a well, little bit of a temptation. Criswell was terrible the first time, but he's not going to probably be in there very long. No, and I think he'll probably do better than he did the first time. And, look, say what you want about Kevin Cash uh, and the, the Blake Snell yank in the World Series – he, he is very strong on analytics, and Snell's analytics were pretty clear at that time. There is nobody who knows his pitching staff better than Kevin Cash. He's excellent. Guy's a great manager. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's year after year, year yeah. after year. All right, the Mets, and, well, Chris Bassett's been a, a nice addition uh, for oh, them sure uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, he has been really good this year. Uh, low 3RA, uh, just over one whip. Um, Assad, maybe not that overpowering stuff. Kyle, like, can't caught up with him for the Cubs last time. Yeah. Uh, as he was hit pretty hard. Uh, Mets 295 that, and eight. Run line is minus one and a half, minus 134. I think, I think we talked about that with Assad, where, you know, the numbers looked okay, but if you actually watch the pitch, it's like, mm, his stuff is probably not going to play at the big league level. I think he's strictly a relief pitcher. Um, uh, and Bassett has just been rock solid for the Mets. Under the radar, too. He gets no attention. But he's been very good for them. Uh, yeah, this should be a, a role for the Mets. So uh, the, the, the Mets, uh, 295 and 8 there. One well, minus 1.5, one minus 134 uh, at home. Dodgers and Anderson, uh, 205 and 9 against Arizona and Nelson. Uh, Anderson now over 100, 154, two-thirds <laughs> innings pitched. Uh, with a two seven three ERA and a WHIP at one point oh three, this is outstanding stuff for him. And he's to get this many decisions, he's having to go long and deep enough in the game to qualify for those decisions. What do you think of Anderson, uh, Dave? He's having a great year. By the way, this is uh, uh, the matchup that will get the most attention in Las Vegas from fans, not necessarily betters, but from fans because Tyler Anderson is a Las Vegan, and Ryan Nelson is a Las Vegas Henderson. Uh, area kid. I'm friends with his dad on Facebook, in fact, so I um, you know, get the lowdown on him uh, before every PCL start. He led the PCL in wins and what a debut for Ryan Nelson in the majors. Spectacular. Uh, seven innings of shutout ball. This is going to be fun tonight. These guys probably know each other. Um, I think the price is too high, but I, I don't like playing against the Dodgers, so I'll, I'll just leave it alone. And hope both guys pitch really well because, you know, we root for our guys here in Las Vegas. Yes, indeed. And uh, let's go to uh, Atlanta in Strider. Dodgers, by the way, on the road. Uh, the run line is minus one and a half, minus 124. Um, Atlanta in Strider, a 186 and seven against San Francisco and Cobb. Really interesting here. As you look at Strider's overall numbers, man, about 75 to 80% of his starts, he's lights out. 
Yeah. But he'll throw one in there every fourth or fifth start that, man, he's, he really struggles. So as, as gaudy as the numbers are, 10 and 4, 269 ERA, sub one whip, four and a half to one, strikeout to walk ratio. Um, man, if he can avoid those really bad performances, what do you make of that, Dave? Well, he's a rookie, but he's got great stuff. And I am going to go ahead with the Braves' runs line here. This is, it's not a play against Alex Cobb, who's, you know, he's done a good job. He's a quality pitcher. But the Giants, they got to be worn out. I mean, they had a long week. Donald Henner's at Milwaukee. Then they had to bust in at Chicago. Uh, long weekend. They played a Sunday night game on top of that. And now I have to travel back out west. Doval probably won't pinch tonight because he pinched uh, an inning plus last night. So end of the game might not be good for the Giants. Even if you give Cobb the benefit of the doubt here, the Braves' offense is vastly superior. I think the scheduling dynamics completely favor Atlanta. And the price isn't bad in the runs line. It's minus 105 or thereabouts. I'll take the Braves minus one and a half. All right, uh, so a Braves' first five is uh, minus a half. No, no, uh, mi- no, no I'm one. going full game. Yeah, uh, uh, Braves. Let me get to it. Uh, Braves minus one and a half, minus 103. Uh, right now. Um, here we go. One. Uh, That's not bad. What's that? That's not bad at all. Um, I mean, normally when it when it's normally when it's a runs line, I I want to get plus money, but considering the scheduling dynamics, I think I'm okay with laying a couple of pennies here. At least it's not minus one twenty or something like that, which I, I hate doing. Uh, but because I you know runs lines aren't that easy, but I think at this spot minus one hundred three, that's worth a bet. All right, uh, and that's your that's your one uh, bet tonight yeah. is uh, Atlanta minus one and a half minus one hundred three. I like it as well. I like it as well. Um, I um, <clears throat> really really good. Uh, I mean, they're they're one and a half games back now. The Mets. I oh mean, yeah, that all important the number two seed uh, that we've talked about a ton uh, for obvious reasons. The playoff format. It is so is a huge advantage uh, to be the two. The two seed over the three seed. I also like uh, the the Astros minus one and a half, minus one twenty two at Detroit with Valdez. Uh, I don't have to go to a long explanation there. Going to take you know. a little shot here, and here's the deal: Berrios. Um, what would you say, Dave? Um, two out of three times he's basically having a rough outing. Does it say yes? Okay, especially on the road. I'm going to go Tampa Bay over eight and a half parlay plus two ninety five. So, banking Ooh, on okay. that we'll get to Barrios. I mean, even uh, – Nice w- price. W- one, what's that? Nice price. Yeah, yeah. So, Tampa Bay's coming back plus money. So, and then uh, over eight and a half. So, uh, Tampa Bay I'm trying to just capitalize on them just rolling out Barrios every time. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll can, uh, I can live with it if he uh, somehow pitches the gym uh, in a pitching-friendly part. So, I'll go Tampa Bay over eight and a half plus 295. Houston minus one and a half minus one twenty two, and I also like your uh, your uh, Atlanta minus one and a half minus one hundred three. Russell Wilson makes his return to Seattle tonight. Anything? Yeah, I don't want to lay. I don't want to lay seven, so I'll stay out of that. But uh, the Seahawks might be really bad. We'll have to wait and see. Geno Smith. How mad is Drew Locke? He couldn't beat out Geno Smith. <laughs> he he he's not as good as him, Dave. I'm sorry, he is not. Well, that doesn't speak well for Seattle, but laying seven on the road in the NFL is 
something I generally won't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, up. Uh, to um the the home dogs uh, were profitable uh in oh, yeah. uh, in the uh, opening week uh and I will uh, go again with that home dog and I think this is sort of a, a, a super bowl for Seattle uh the 12th man doesn't need a whole lot to uh, get uh, loud about but they were going to be a a factor tonight and I'm going to say Geno Smith is he that far off on his path from say Marcus Mariota Mine is being, you know, Mariota went as the number two pick, but I see a veteran guy has been knocked down, um, was not good well, early, but has kind of had some time to sit down and been serviceable because Mariota, I thought, uh, was serviceable yesterday. I'm going to hope for just a serviceable Geno Smith at home in front of a, a rowdy crowd uh, to keep it close tonight. The one thing he doesn't do like that he did constantly when he first arrived is he's not as bad with the turnovers. That guy used to be a fumble machine. Because he just didn't know how to take a sack. And, of course, interceptions were also a problem. He's matured as far as that goes. And I think that's why he's beat out Drew Locke, who just hasn't gotten it done. All right, Dave. Good stuff, as always. Uh, we'll see you again on Wednesday. For Dave Coken, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Better's Paradise. Hey, tell you, friends, we got some great stuff uh, all week long right here on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.